0: What's up y'all, my name's Leticia and you're listening to Confessions from the Closet, a podcast all about vulnerability and overcoming. It's time we get ourselves unstuck from these boxes and these closets that we've allowed ourselves to be trapped in. We're so much bigger than these boxes we've been in. It's time we go deep y'all. What is up y'all? Welcome back to another week of Confessions from the Closet. This week, I am really excited. I am joined by my friend, me and Monty's best friend, Matt, and we're going to get to hear about his
1: story today. Hello.
0: So I'm excited you're here.
1: I am too. I'm nervous. You I am sh- nervous.
0: You shouldn't be nervous. You'll be <clears> great, <throat> it'll be fun. Okay, so like with everyone, I just want you to start with your story, like whatever part of your story you want to share from when you're younger, like whatever you want to share.
1: I don't know. You know, I I would like to maybe, if it's cool, if you'd like, maybe talk about how we, how we met. Yeah,
0: how we mm-hmm. met. We, because
1: yeah, it has a lot to do with y'all's story, you know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. and I thought that was... Yeah. I, I just thought, I always think that our story is funny how whenever y'all started, I felt like it was going too fast. <laughs> and I remember... Being at something at um, the fairgrounds. Fairgrounds. And I can't remember what it was. It was like a chili cook-off or something like that. Yeah.
0: Excel or something. And
1: Maudie called me, or I called, no, Maudie called me and said, we're at this venue and I really think I like it. And I was like, what venue? What are you talking about? And she was like, for a for wedding. Oh. And I was like, what? Like, I, you know, I was like, yeah, you're my best friend. And you haven't told me that you're looking at venues. <laughs> and, you know, y'all spoke about this on some of your other yeah. things. And, you know, it just happened real fast. I can't remember what you called it. Well, you hauled it. You hauled it. Yes. Yeah. Well, I was going to say it? lesbian did. It's <laughs> the same thing. <laughs> but um, I just thought it was. And it's funny because it's normal for some reason in um, our culture, is that the word you use? Like, I don't know. For that to happen for various reasons, but um, I was pissed. (laughs) I I think because I didn't know you. Yeah, I was quick. I didn't know you very well. I only met you maybe once or twice whenever she told me that and... And we hadn't been talking for a little bit, but sometimes, you know, your friend, when you have a, even your best friend you ebb and flow. Mm-hmm. And it was just one of those times when we hadn't spoken a week or two. And I just that's what I thought it was. I had no idea she was like that. in love and had found this person that she was yeah. spending all her time with. <clears throat> and I was a little bit mad. Like I wanted to I wanted to talk to her about it. Like, hey, <laughs> are you sure? Like, you don't <laughs> even know this girl. And um I'm glad I didn't. I'm glad, I'm glad I just held my tongue, and, and because y'all turned out to be perfect for each other, and I'm happy with, that it's with But it's just funny how, how things happen and how close we've become. You mm-hmm. know, like me and you. Sometimes I feel like talk more. We have more of a relationship than me and Maddie do because she works so much She's and so I work busy. so much. And whenever I'm off, I can call you and yeah, bounce ideas off your head about things i'm doing at my yeah. house or you're doing it at your house or it's just we have a lot in common funny. yeah it's funny and i think sometimes we bump heads but it's because good of it yeah in a good way we you challenge know, we're, each a- other. we're able to at least we're able to like okay that's stupid but <laughs> that was a silly argument. <laughs> sorry was for what alcohol? i said <laughs> yeah.
0: sorry for what i said when i was drinking <laughs> <clears throat> no i love that it was quick because i
1: went ring shopping two weeks after i met her well see i didn't know that yeah i didn't know that but i do know that whenever i watched the video of uh, you and your mom Mm -hmm. and you said that you'd had a ring for weeks Mm -hmm. that's how you said it and i was like i even that day just recently Mm -hmm. i was like how did she have a ring for weeks because it felt like it was i was like a day already mad you know back then you know And I was like, how did you have a ring for weeks? But it's because you knew right away. And I didn't. (laughs) Yeah.
0: No, I went and bought a ring like right away. I made her go with my mom to go look at rings and then take pictures. Yeah. Take pictures um, so I could choose which one I thought looked the best. And then I went and bought it right away and had to like call my dad to tell him because I worked for him at the time so that they could call about my finances my poor dad's like, you're buying what? I'm like, yeah, i buying ring, dad. It's happening. <laughs> but then I kept it for like probably two weeks in the drawer. And finally, it was like, OK, it's time. But it didn't go as well as I had hoped as far as some people's reactions. But it's cool.
1: Um, the only one that mattered is. She was fine. happy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was
0: great. It's turned out to be OK. We're almost. What are we at? Seven and a half years.
1: Yeah. It's so, crazy. Yeah. New York was. Yeah. You one were of my there. my favorite memories. You got
0: to walk money down the aisle.
1: It was the last trip that, the last real trip me and Tino have had since Chloe was born. Yeah. We it was just months and months. It was, it was in December? hmm Right 13, on 13,
0: right? No, it was the 7th.
1: No, no, no. Um, we, oh, yeah, year.
0: 2013.
1: And then Chloe was born November thir- 14. Yeah. And you don't get to take trips anymore. No, that was <laughs> the, the that was the only trip we
0: went on without kids in our entire marriage because we already had Amaya So, oh yeah, we didn't ever have alone time. Yeah. That was it. And now Apollo's, we haven't left him ever. Still,
1: it's hard. It's too hard. I can't <clears> do it.
0: <throat> that's fun.
1: So, I I just I don't know. I just, no, I'm I like that because I thought that's important because that's how clo- that's how we became close and it was mm-hmm. out of something that was. And you I, I was worried about. Yeah.
0: Them. But you've known Monty how long? Because y'all were friends.
1: Golly, I've known Monty probably since I was about thirteen. That's crazy. And I'm forty. Now we've we've been best friends since I was about twenty two. 23 something like that that's crazy so maybe even a little bit younger we worked we started working together at some point right around that time Mm -hmm. and then um couldn't get us away from each other everybody thought we were together
0: i know didn't they try to set you all up when y'all were younger though
1: well yeah well yeah whenever we were (laughs) young whenever we were um like 15 i was 15 so she was a little bit younger maybe i was 16 but i was hanging around some of the same people she was hanging around and uh and we kind of talked to each other we i think we even held hands or kissed or something but it wasn't like but you, it's funny because it was like i knew i was doing it for everybody else and i now i know she was doing it for everybody else yeah. so it was now we Loved after we became it. real good friends we talked about it and and it's like we had the same ideas and are we like this might work out perfect because <laughs> <laughs> each
2: other's beards <laughs> yeah.
1: And so so she was like, I
0: knew he was gay. I don't know how anyone else knew he was gay. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I know she always says that. She's like, I knew he was a little fag. (laughs) (laughs) That's what she always says. That's
0: funny. No, y'all are so cute. She was talking about it. She's like, my my one bestie
2: this
0: morning. But, okay, now I want to know just because you grew up in, like, a situation that not everyone grows up in. And, And so.
1: Yeah, I... So I, I feel like probably I was super lucky. Like mm-hmm. I have one of my grandmas cause I, and I'll explain a little more in a minute, but one of my grandmas, uh, her name is Pauline, used to tell me, um, don't worry, Matthew, what, don't let anybody tell you nothing because you're lucky you have, you have so many moms and so many dads and you got so many grandmas and
2: yeah.
1: she, she always like put that in my head and mm-hmm. made me feel kind of good about it, even though I kind of felt bad about what was going on she I, I guess she could maybe see it or or she could feel it and she would say that and yeah. it would always, or maybe some somebody would be like you have a lot of moms or you have a lot of grandmas or and she'd be like don't worry about it Matthew yeah. you know and so that was always nice um <clears throat> but my mother my biological mom had me when she was 14 and um and so, from the time I was born, I lived with her and her mother, my grandmother. It was another. Her name was Clara. She, from what I understand now, she had a tumultuous relationship with um, everybody after I was born. Probably because they were upset with her for having a kid so young, and <clears throat> and so um, at. Whenever I was about two and a half, I went to go live with an aunt and an uncle
2: mm-hmm.
1: who, you know, became my parents, my mom and my dad, Abe and Nat, and, and they were super good to me, and we had a um, a good life I had with, with them. They had two girls, and so I have two sisters because of that, um, Veronica and Michelle, but... I always felt like I was in two ways. I felt like I was different um, because I wasn't really part of the family and I knew that. Mm -hmm. Um, And they made me feel like I remember, I remember um, a conversation we had when I was probably, I don't know, four or five years old. And it was a good conversation. It was about, God and Jesus, and we were talking before we went to bed. And I asked my dad if I could call him dad, because I called him Uncle Abe. Mm-hmm. And uh he said, Yeah, he called me boy, and he said, Yeah, boy, I'm your dad. Mm-hmm. And I said, Okay, and that was just it from that day forward he was just dad. And um in the same conversation we had with mom, and she was mom. That was that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so, and my sisters were my sisters, that's just the way it was going to be and so it was fine um that being said um i was really spoiled Mm -hmm. by my grandma and my mom prior to going there mostly my grandma um and and was kind of a mama's boy and um as i would come to know later i they called me sissy and 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 Crybaby, and mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Um, I knew even then, like when I was young, that I was different. Like, that I, I, you know, when you're that age, you don't know how to, how to word it. So, I can't explain what I felt then. I just knew it was different, I yeah. knew it was not the same as everybody else. I remember having a friend in like kindergarten, and I remember. And, you know, like if you're in kindergarten and you have like a girlfriend Mm -hmm. and, you know, they're not really your girlfriend, you just like hold their hand at lunchtime or recess or whatever and that's your girlfriend. I had one of them, you know, Mm -hmm. and I remember going home and didn't even care to think about her, Mm -hmm. but I just couldn't wait to go see Andrew again, my buddy. (laughs) You know, that it was just that kind of thing. It's kind of just those little things always. And then um, as I got a little older, you know, sports were never my thing. Mm -hmm. I ran some track and I did okay, but I had, my dad said I had long legs. That's what I should do. So, you know, I did some of that. I did um, some softball when I got a little older, but it's never was nothing that I cared about. or, Or wanted to do. It was not part of it wasn't something i was interested in
2: yeah
1: <clears throat> and uh my i can't even remember where i was going with that but anyway my thoughts that whole time were you know that i was different didn't yeah. you know like gym class happens mm-hmm. you know at some point and i knew i knew that these you know other people were not thinking the way i was thinking like mm-hmm. there was just no way like that's not how it could be so um i guess when i was about eight or maybe nine um and we'd had i'll say this whenever i was growing up in in that house we it was we were close-knit it was a mm-hmm. good family Uh my parents owned a gas station they had we had money you know what i mean yeah. like we were we I thought we were rich. You know what I mean? Right. I'm, I'm not sure if we were, but we didn't want for anything or need for anything. Yeah. But I always felt like I was a little bit of a disappointment because I felt like, especially later, that, you know, they, they wanted a boy. They had two girls and they wanted a boy. And my mom had a kid too young. And these are just, th- I, I want to say this to whoever's listening. Mm-hmm. If anybody in my family listens to this, these are, feelings that i had i'm not i know some things are different now because because i've had conversations with family members um and and they made me feel more comfortable about what actually happened Mm -hmm. but whenever you're a kid you you just make up you whenever you're a kid especially in a hispanic family you don't get a you don't get a a talk like okay this is what we're gonna do and this is why we're gonna do. you don't get an explanation you just get the result and so i made it my own reasons Mm -hmm. and my reasons were um uh whenever i was about nine i had to go move i went to go move back with my grandma Mm -hmm. and my other aunt my mom my mom natalie's sister so now there's three sisters involved Mm -hmm. now there's rika who is my biological mom natalie who raised me till i was about nine and her sister, Barbara, who mm-hmm. lived with my grandma. Yeah. And so <clears throat> I went to go move with them. And my grandma loved me so much. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody said she was a mean old lady, but she didn't treat me that way. She treated me like probably, <laughs> I think that's probably why they said I was a sissy because of her. Because, I mean, just she didn't things. even make me take a bath on myself. Like, she was just, she just okay, doted yeah. on me. And I think she just felt like she had five kids when she was younger and she just couldn't do for them. You know, she had mm-hmm. three jobs all the time and she had to take care of them and pay the bills. And mm-hmm. and I was just a little baby in her house and my mom was a kid. And so she was able to do what she yeah. couldn't do before, you know. <clears throat> Again, my thoughts, what I feel like, because yeah. everybody would be like, ah, she spoils you. And don't let her spoil you. I can't believe she spoils you. And, and especially because she didn't do that with anybody else ever. Yeah. And um, so anyway, I go back to live with my grandma and my aunt. And I don't know why, mm-hmm. but I make up the reason that I was not the kid that my aunt and uncle wanted Mm -hmm. they wanted a boy and Mm -hmm. i was i was i was not the quintessential boy i was i wanted i didn't care for sports i didn't want to be competitive i i made sure i mean i tried my hardest to do things but i just Mm -hmm. i just wasn't interested anyway so my thought process was that that's why i was moving back
0: why then yeah
1: and and it hurt my feelings But when I got there, these two women were like, oh, like they were just, they treated me like a prince. My Mm -hmm. aunt, Barbara, um, I guess she thought maybe she couldn't have kids or, or she just hadn't been lucky. She was a little bit older already by the time I moved in Mm -hmm. and she didn't have any kids yet and. And so she wanted me with her everywhere she could go. And my grandma still spoiled me and yeah. she was meaner to me, but I was a older kid and I was spoiled. I got pretty much everything I wanted and lived however I wanted to live. And my aunt and uncle stayed a good a good part of my life, the ones that I lived with Abe and that. Um they just um they weren't their day to day, you know. So if I was going to get in trouble or I need to be yelled at or something like that, they'd call them or we you know stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But, um, and, and I still, by this time, I'm sure by nine or 10, I knew, I knew who I was. Mm-hmm. I knew who I was. And but when I started living with them and I'll just go back a, a little bit, whenever I lived with Abe and I, we did, we went to church, Uh, pretty regularly Um, but not to the same church. We tried Mm -hmm. this one and we tried that one and sometimes they would just send us on the school bus or the kids bus bus. and stuff like that and God was always talked about, you know, Um, and most of those churches were like uh, just Christian churches, Mm -hmm. Um, not like a, like a denomination like Catholic or whatever. So, they would talk about being gay Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and you know it was never in a good context but i was a kid and especially before when i was still with them it was i didn't know what that even that meant all the way you know i by then i already kind of knew i might be that person because of how i felt inside but i didn't know for sure and i remember even thinking like that all all boys and all girls thought all boys and all girls were pretty or mm-hmm. handsome. But if you're a boy, you just talk about girls. Mm-hmm. And if you're a girl, you just talk about boys. That's just the way it is because that's because you're a boy, you mm-hmm. know? So I didn't think that I was completely different. Then I just thought it was weird how I, like they were on my mind a lot more, stuff like yeah. that, you know? <clears throat> by the time I got to my grandma and my aunt's house there, they were Catholic and my aunt went to um, a church here in town and I, they really talk about it Mm -hmm. and they really talk about how, how it's an abomination. And I remember, um, like people had been to prison for whatever reason and, you know, they were telling them that they could come back and that they could be saved. And, and the way they talked about a gay person was not that yeah. it was like, you can't come back from that. Like, yeah. And so that's, you know, you get that in your head and, and you, you don't forget it, you know, mm-hmm. you just keep it, you keep it there. Yeah. So I just, um, kind of put that in the back of my mind. And I, I, um tried to focus on doing things that weren't uh gay. Yeah. You know? So especially like whenever I had my uh if there was a family event or or anything like that, I always made sure I had a girl with me. Mm-hmm. And I always made sure to have a girlfriend. Um I just that I wasn't I wasn't a football star. Cause I for most of the family would have fixed everything. Yeah. But I didn't have that. So I just made sure I just always had a girlfriend with me. I always say like I was a slut for no reason. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, um, Just because I needed to do it for other people, especially I know that like uh, there were just some people that already would say there was a look or, you know, Mm -hmm. I was like, I got to make sure I bring so-and-so with me next time I'm around them so that yeah. they can see we'll then, make out for sure in okay. front of them or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's so stupid now I think about it, but that's.
0: You were so worried about it.
1: That's, that's how it was. Yeah. That, it was it's always crazy. on my mind. It was always on my mind. Always. Um, it, yeah. It was just always on my mind. There was mm. never, there wasn't a time that I wasn't thinking what I look like.
2: Yeah.
1: How my hands were, uh, what my, uh, Voice sounded like, yeah, or my uh, accent. I don't know how to. Does a gay guy have an accent? I know there's a, yeah, fem- like a feminine, or you know what I mean? I always tried to make sure that, that wasn't there because mm-hmm. I already didn't have much to work with as far as, yeah, as far as you know, being able to just to pass. Mm-hmm. So I thought, well, I'll just always have girls with me, yeah, and 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 I couldn't just have girlfriends because. My dad would kill... You know, Why do you have a bunch of girlfriends? They're not... You know... They're not... They're not your... Girlfriend, girlfriend. They're just your girlfriends. Why are you hanging out with girls? You know what I mean? Yeah. Couldn't have that. So they had to be my girlfriend. Like I had to... Date yeah. them and... You know, it was... That was my... That was my... Past. I had mm-hmm. to, That's what I had to do. So...
0: Do you think any of the girls ever knew?
1: Mm-mm, not the ones that dated me. No. <laughs> no.
0: You never thought they suspected? No. I wonder... Um I mean I had boyfriends.
1: I there was one. Yeah, there was one that um and then the in the end, I mean there was there was um whenever I decided not to do that anymore it was because I felt like I was found out and I felt like there's no reason like To keep keep pretending or writing. So Mm -hmm. I just decided not to anymore. Like, Mm -hmm. in my mind, by this time, I'm 19 or 20, something like that. And I was like, you know what? I can just, I don't have to be around them. And I don't have to go to church. Yeah. And I can just live my life. You know, like, I had a house. I was lucky. My grandma gave me a house whenever I graduated high school. And I moved in there it was a shithole when I moved in and I moved in as fast as I could because I just needed to be alone. I needed to be able to hide who I was and it was simple. I worked and I went home and sometimes I snuck out and went to the gay bar. Mm-hmm. And and it's sad. Now I look back on that because, you know, you so many people, especially in those times, maybe not so much now, I feel like an old ass idiot saying that, but <laughs> Um, but back then, I just said it again. Back then, um, it was back then.
0: I told Monty she's it, an old gay.
1: It was. <laughs> it was you. You. You hid. You snuck yeah. around, and. But doing that, you put yourself in a lot of risk. You know what I mean. Nobody knew. You were at that gay bar. Nobody mm-hmm. knew what you were doing or who you were with or who what you were doing You know, I could have been. Killed or nobody would know. Hate crime, or you know, whatever, and nobody would have known, yeah, you know, how it happened or why it happened, or
2: because
1: mm-hmm. you hear about that, especially yeah. if you heard about it then. Um, Matthew Shepard comes to mind, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, that's that. what I thought of. That's he was sneaking around and he found somebody that he thought he could have a, something with, even if it was a plane. You, you grasp whatever little fiber that you can get because you're stuck in a closet it, yeah. yeah it's crazy and um, then he
0: got which for people who don't know he got murdered right like yeah they killed they him and tortured they him and left him
1: on a fence post in like i want to say Some wyoming field, or yeah. something like that and it was freezing and he, he was young death out there. yeah, yeah. Was really? i
0: always think about that especially yeah. when i was coming out um it's scary
1: so during those times i for sure made concerted effort like to push god away you know Mm -hmm. i I, because i knew i grew up with that and i and i believed it Mm -hmm. so i believed what i was doing was completely wrong but i i knew it was who i was yeah so i mean i just decided to push to push god away you chose
0: yourself you had to
1: and that was that was rough then, whenever I was um, around, right after that, I met a guy who was older than my mom.
0: Really, I didn't know this.
1: And um, and he was a drug seller, and and he gave me pretty much everything I wanted. I was like twenty, and he mm-hmm. was like thirty-eight and i was like this is this is who i'm going to be with forever
2: mm-hmm.
1: even though i now you think back that that would never work you know he's a drug seller he's older than your mom he's you know what i mean like yeah. but he i i think he cared about me I, I, and and he he wouldn't even let me work it's probably more what is it called whenever, like possessive mm-hmm. than anything because he made me quit my job oh. he Um, started paying all my bills at my house but made me live with him and i started telling my family that he was just a roommate and even my aunt the one that i lived with thought he was handsome and wanted me to like maybe hook her up with him oh my gosh (laughs) and i kept thinking oh my god i can't (laughs) you know she was like how can you tell him to come say hi to me and i'd be like no (laughs) you know (laughs) That's funny. So, um, of course, that relationship turned into a big, huge mess. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and it fell apart real ugly. And um, I had met a guy while I was living with him who he had told me in the past that he, he liked, that he thought he was handsome.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, so the next time I happened to see that guy... At the bar, I um, went up to him. Mm -hmm. This guy was at the bar. Yeah. And that guy was at the bar. And I was like, I'm going to go talk to that guy because it'll make him jealous because I still wanted to go back to Mm -hmm. that guy. And um, that's Tino. (laughs) (laughs) That (laughs) guy. He, we, he was at, the club we were at with his parents. Do you know us? And his sister. He's so cute. And his brother. I love
2: him. His <laughs> and, whole family.
1: And I I don't know. I, I want to say he had just told them mm-hmm. uh, recently as well. And they were trying to support him. So they Ooh, went out with him. They're the best. So that they could support him <laughs> at the gay bar. <laughs>
0: That's so sweet. That like, gives me tears.
1: So we went... <laughs> I was talking to him, and before I knew it, I probably drank too much. And we were kissing in front of his parents. Like, it was just now I think back and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. But if you want to call it, what would you call it? You hauling it?
0: Yeah, um, you yeah, you hauled it for sure.
1: He came to White House that night and then um, never essentially left. I mean, he started, he went home like the next day and got a bunch of stuff and came, came back. back and, We've been together for almost twenty years now.
0: That's crazy. <laughs> I didn't know he was like the only one besides the oh, first yeah. guy. I didn't know that.
1: Yeah. That's crazy. I mean, I won't I knew
0: y'all had been together forever.
1: We I, I will say whenever I was dating girls, I would sneak out. Mm-hmm. You know, I would I would um or kind of I was out with my homeboys and we were drinking or whatever and homeboys. I don't even say that anymore, but it's just, that's what they that's who <laughs> that they, they were. were. And I would be like, I'm tired i'm gonna go home mm-hmm. and it'd be like 1 30 and i'd race to sassy's it's a bar that used to be here. yeah i've heard about it and i'd race over there and i'd have a couple of drinks and and then i'd go home maybe with somebody or something but that's that's the sad thing about it is like those were my only options to be yeah um who i was mm-hmm. so i sneak around i, I did it mm-hmm. you know and not super proud of it but everybody has their past and <clears throat> um and i don't regret anything you yeah I mean? should. so um but anyway then i met tino and his parents they were super um religious mm-hmm. um his mom was born again and kind of just brought her husband along with her mm-hmm. he was not a bad guy at all but um wasn't super religious but you know they began being real religious, and so me and Tino started going to church. Um, I started taking him to the church that I grew up in, and um, and it, it wasn't it wasn't too bad. Mm-hmm. It, it almost just looked like we were just two friends at church, and um, I think well, the church that I grew up in, um, my great grandfather. Helped build the church, mm-hmm. and um, our family is still huge in that church, and so I had a lot of family there, loving family, and I they knew, or either had either knew or had a, an idea by this time, of who I was, especially through rumors and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, but as long as we weren't holding hands and kissing, they didn't care. They were friendly, and they. After church, we'd talk outside and just like it was whenever I was growing up and mm-hmm. it felt fine and it felt okay. Yeah. And then later me and Madi um, grew closer and I started going to her churches, the churches that her family's attended. Mm-hmm. And I felt the same way. Um, I, her family and my family, um, we love each other and, yeah. and and I love her family. They yeah. have always treated me with respect and they have always treated me nice. I don't have any bad times that I've, yeah. I, I, I've seen things where I'm like, oh, I wish that wasn't that way. Or, you know, especially with you and Madi and stuff like that, but I've never had it, you know, projected right. at me yeah. or Tina or anything like that. Um, but then in September, 2000, 14, um, Marty calls me,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and I guess scoot back just a little bit. Me and Tino during this time had been trying it's various points, trying to have a kid mm-hmm. one way or another. We looked into fostering, we looked into surrogate, we looked into um, at a family member that was young and that was gonna have a kid, and the family's that parents didn't want her to keep it. So we thought
2: that Home would tops, be ideal. And that
1: ended up falling apart. We had a friend who said she would do it mm-hmm. over and over and just uh, excuse after excuse. And then finally uh, decided not to. I mean, it just always seemed like it, like it wasn't yeah. supposed to be what mm-hmm. we were going to be. So we decided to just be super uncles, you know, and just, mm-hmm. and, we traveled a lot and we had fun and we drank way too much. And Mm -hmm. we were, we were probably headed in a really bad direction. I'm not kidding. I think that, um, we're, I remember probably about four months before everything changed. Um, I just decided one day to look at our bank account and just, I only pulled out stuff that was like, for sure, drinking Mm -hmm. or partying. And I, Tallied it up and it was like twenty three hundred dollars in one bit, one cycle.
0: Like one month.
1: One month. Wow. It was more than a, we paid on our house or yeah. a car. You know what I mean? We'd like, have a nice
0: house for that much.
1: And we were just throwing it away. Mm-hmm. I mean, we would spend five hundred dollars in the night in one night. I remember we, when we'd go to oh two yeah. and two
0: and you'd buy like tons of shots. We never yes. had to spend any money.
1: <laughs> I loved it. I, but it
0: I was like, damn, that was a lot of money.
1: I I, I never we didn't feel it, I guess, because it was exp- it was just extra money. Yeah, and we paid our bills and we did whatever we needed to do. But I think we were just lost, and we were
2: mm-hmm.
1: we were doing the motions of going to church, you know. Not every week, but you know, at least once, twice a month, and that made us feel good. And but then you still hear the stories about how you're. Your life is wrong. Mm -hmm. And especially those days, you'd be in church and that would come up. It was a big deal back then. And it comes up. And then, and then you know that everybody in the church that knows you knows that you just heard that. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And it's awkward afterwards. It's awkward. Yeah. You know, uh, the con, you know, it was just, it it just never felt right. You know, even though we could pass as just two buddies. The people yeah. that knew, knew. And then when it would come up, it was just always uncomfortable, super uncomfortable. So then September, I want to say like the 23rd, <laughs> me and Tino had gone out the night before and got way drunk, wasted. I woke up on my sofa and Tino was at work
2: mm-hmm.
1: and he went to work like at 12 that day. like He was scheduled to go to work at 12 that day. Mm-hmm. So I guess he was able to sleep in a little bit but i woke up on the sofa and um it was customary for me to walk outside and check on my car to see if i'd wrecked it or yeah. damaged it so that's where we were that's at that's how you were living you know and um so i walked outside and my car wasn't there and i was panicking so i called tino and he was like it wasn't there whenever i got up i don't even know how we got home So, panicking, panicking, panicking. Finally, a couple of hours later, I get a call from uh, one of my cousins who said that he knew where I parked it and he'd come get me. So, I'm laying there on the sofa and I'm, like, feeling a little bit better about where my car is at. And the phone rings again and it's Maudie. And um, I don't answer it because I'm supposed to be at work. I called in.
2: Yeah.
1: And I was like, I'm supposed to be at work. I'm not even going to answer it. Mm -hmm. She called again. And then she called again, and I was like, something, she probably has a freaking flat tire, I'm gonna have to go find her. (laughs) Like, I thought, how am I gonna go get her on my car? You know what I mean? Like, I thought something had to be wrong for her to be calling, and she knew I was at work. And so I answered it, and she was like, how come you're answering your phone? And I was like, well, so I just kind of explained that the car was missing, and I was looking for it, and Mm -hmm. she was like, I need you. She told me that she'd been sitting at work, talking to somebody. One of her coworkers, or some, she worked at a place that had a bunch of places yeah, in was, that building,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and she was talking to a worker of one of the other places while they were outside having a cigarette, and she knew that that person, that person's niece, was gonna adopt a baby to somebody in California. Mm-hmm. So in the conversation, she just asked about it, and Marty's story might be different about than this because I feel mm-hmm. like I'm
0: remembering what you heard yeah
1: you know kind of like how you know your memories just yeah it just this is what i remember but what she said was you should call her because um the adoption fell through and i was like what do you want me to say to her and she was like matt as soon as i heard her say it i knew it was your baby
2: Mm -hmm.
1: and i was like maddie there's no way like i was so like against it and she said um that The girl had told the family in California that she had uh, had all her prenatal care and Mm -hmm. had had, um, what is it called? Where you make sure there's no downs. Monograms. Oh, yeah,
0: that.
1: And because the mother was uh, in her 40s. -hmm. And when they found out that there was no amnio and there was no prenatal, she wanted, they backed out. Mm-hmm. so now the baby was that was in september and the baby was due in december mm-hmm. and um they said that they weren't gonna take it and now this mother was have panicking anyone. because there was no place for this baby to go and she didn't want it and she didn't have any place to, to take care of it she didn't have a house she didn't mm-hmm. have a car she didn't have anything anyway madi's explaining all this to me and i'm still like What? And she was like, Matt, Those, she said something to the effect of that family threw this baby away because it might be sick. She said, would you throw a baby away because it might be sick? Mm -hmm. And I was like, no. And she was like, I I can't remember how she asked me, but she told me to answer that question. How would you answer that question? Something like that. And I said, well, if God put that baby in our lives, then we would take care of it. And we have insurance and we would do everything for it. We would take care of it, sick or not. And she was like, see, it's supposed to be your baby.
0: Yeah. I know.
1: (laughs) And so I hung up with her and had the phone number. And I um, waited for like an hour because I was like, how am I going to call this lady and be like, it felt like I was answering a Craigslist ad. Like, Like, hi, I'm calling about your baby. You know, I just yeah. didn't know what to say or how to even begin the conversation. But I did finally. And she, we talked for like, like four hours. And then like three or four days later, we met at our house. Mm-hmm. And, um,
0: what did Tino say when you told him? Cause you had to tell him.
1: He, he was jaded by this point with yeah. the baby thing.
2: Our, yeah. I remember
1: we have a rent house and the, the, plumbing at the rent house was backed up and he was snaking it. He mm-hmm. was, and I walked in the back cause it happened really fast. You know what I mean? Yeah. It wasn't like we could have conversations about it. Like I got off the phone and I was like, is this, is this happening? Mm-hmm. And then I thought, well, if it is happening, I need to talk to him about it. So, cause I was like, hell yeah, let's do that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, um, so I walk outside and he's doing the snake and I said, kind of explained it to him. And he was like, It's not going to happen. He like, he just was like, it was, he's pessimistic most of the time anyways. Like Mm -hmm. anything we do, like he only sees the bad things that could happen. And then when it's done, he's like, oh my gosh, I love it. You know, like it's just, he, he's a half cup kind of (laughs) guy. And so I, I, um, told him and he was, you know, you know, like he just was really, um, the word. He I didn't
0: mean. want to get invested.
1: Yeah, he didn't want to get invested. So he was like indifferent. Like yeah. He was just like, yeah, we'll see. You know, just let me clue me in later, you know, with what happens. And then um about three days later, she had a doctor's appointment because we told her if she was going to, we were going to do this. She was going to have to, she hadn't
2: had she hadn't pre- been at all.
1: at all. Yeah. And so I said, well, we're going to start taking you and you're going to start going. And she said, okay. Like three days later, there was an appointment and we went and he went with us and he was just real quiet through the whole thing.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then he, we got in the car and he said something to her from the back seat, Like, well, when are you going to decide? Because we need to know so that we can start planning.
0: Yeah. Something so like y'all had that. a roommate at the time in yeah. your house.
1: Mm-hmm. And she goes, Oh, I, I decided the first day I met y'all. And I was like, you did. And she was like, yeah, like, And so that was already, that was crazy. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. but you know, we still didn't let ourselves get super excited. I mean, there was excitement, but it was more of a, like a, we were hesitant. We were cautiously excited Mm -hmm. and maybe like a week later, I told my sister, one of my sisters at a barbecue, (laughs) and she told everybody before (laughs) I could walk out of the room pretty much. And, um, then it was, it felt real because yeah. now it was out there. It was, mm-hmm. we hadn't even spoke it out of our mouths. Yeah. And now my sister told everybody and I was like, oh my gosh, this is something that's happening. Mm-hmm. So we met her, the birth mom on like the 29th of the end of September. And Chloe was born November 3rd. Mm-hmm. She was like six weeks. Yeah, Cause we had just announced it. Yeah. And we put on the announcements that it was December, December, like 24th or 20th or something like that.
0: Yeah. I'll have to let me get the pictures on the video
1: and December 3rd or November. November 3rd. Yeah. She came and. Yeah. You called
0: me in the middle of the night because yeah, well, I was taking pictures. It was like, you called me at 12 and then you called me again at like, like at five four. or something.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, and my, we I was in college at the time and my brother had had a baby that day Mm -hmm. and we were at the hospital for hours and I just had a test the next day and I just wanted to go home and go to sleep and I was just waiting so I could take a picture with my brother's baby so I could go home and go to sleep Mm -hmm. and we got home probably at about 11 o'clock that night and I was like oh my gosh I'm gonna go straight to bed because I gotta get up and like an hour later the phone ringing and it's the birth mother and she's like i think i'm having like these like i don't know like like contraction like you know those braxton hicks things and i was like first of all this is not your first kid and i was just grumpy you're tired and i think i said something to her like i think you should just drink some water and go to sleep. I think you did. like i like i know anything about having a kiss you know what i mean yeah <laughs> and so she said okay you know all right, thank thank you. She was real nice. Yeah. And um and then about four in the morning, she calls again. And I remember just looking at my phone and I was like, Oh my God, I gotta be up like in three hours. And I was like, Hello. And she goes, like just screaming coming from the other end of the phone. And I just woke up Tino and I said, It's happening. There's no way it's not. Like she mm-hmm. is screaming. So we raced to her house to pick her up and she was gone oh yeah (laughs) they'd already taken her to the hospital so we raced to the hospital and then we got there and you met us there
0: yeah you called me and i was like money i gotta go and i met you there i got there as quickly as i could
1: and then we i remember we walked into the room tino's gonna hate me for saying this part (laughs) but we walked into the room and the, the baby was Um, coming and they were just trying to talk about if they were going to do epidural or not. And um, one of the nurses said, no, it's too late. Mm -hmm. And um, another nurse was saying that she didn't want to do it until the birth mother had been drug tested because they didn't want to give her those drugs if she had been on drugs. So it was like a deal where they were having a conversation and Tino just glanced over. And of course she's in the birthing bed with her legs and stirrups and <laughs> Chloe was close. She hadn't crowned yet, but she was yeah. there was, it was she was close.
2: Yeah.
1: And I remember Tino just looked over there and he goes, disgusting. <laughs> I <can't> believe that. <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh. I, and people looked at us and I just said, go sit down over there. And we and then they said that they were going to go ahead and do the epidural Mm-hmm. So they asked us to walk out of the room, which I thought was weird. I think
0: I, they were going to check her.
1: Is that what they were going to do? Yeah,
0: because I got there and they're like, y'all just walked out of the room. And they're like, they're checking her real quick. They were trying to see what she was dilated to. And they had y'all walk out because that's, um, um, that's a little bit in there. Um,
1: well, I just remember thinking it was weird because and then we we just saw her vagina in the air. And yeah. now they want us to walk out. What Like, what else are you going to do? Mm-hmm. But I guess that's... Because they have
0: to stick their whole hand up
1: there. Um, yeah, they were going to check in, her. You were in the... Right had just got, I had
0: just gotten in the waiting area and y'all had just walked out. Yeah.
1: And, and then I, we were just talking. I think we were just talking. Yeah, huh? it was
0: like a couple minutes.
1: And the nurse popped her head up through the window and she's like, come on, come on, come on. And we were like, oh, okie dokie. Like, go in there and there she was. She was already
0: born. <laughs> in like two <laughs> seconds.
1: Like, we walked in and she was coming out like. Yeah. And then They already you, had her on the other side. You were like sniping pictures. <laughs> yeah it was quick <laughs> and um and i think i think after we had chloe and after she was in the NICU for a while for about 11 days and she had uh she had drugs on board and we knew that was a possibility and um but luckily she would no withdrawals mm-hmm. she was perfect She just didn't, she was early, so she didn't know how to suck. And that's the biggest reason because I had a feeding tube. Um, She didn't have any issues. Um, We just had to get her to where she would start sucking on the bottle. Mm -hmm. And um, I remember even in the hospital thinking like how surreal it was that five weeks ago I was laying on my sofa not knowing where my car was at. Mm -hmm. And now we had this baby. And I remember thinking, I remember thinking, like, God, she's so lucky because we're going to love her so much. Mm -hmm. But then I started thinking about how maybe he did it because of us, too, because we were so, like, broken and Mm -hmm. we were just living. We were not, we were just existing, Mm -hmm. you know, we were just... (laughs) There was no drive in our lives. There was no purpose. I mean, and I remember thinking that God, there's no way that that set of events would have happened
2: mm-hmm.
1: without God. Like, yeah, there was. I mean, Marty being there did it, but I mean, it was just like it was just a perfect storm, and it was like five weeks. I mean, it was from day one to five. I mean, she was here. <laughs> And so that's whenever I told Tino and we talked about it, that you know, we needed to get back into church and I thought it was going to be perfect. I Mm -hmm. thought now we have a family. I thought even almost maybe that maybe we'd be um, more accepted because they would see that we're an actual family. We're not just two gay dudes, you know, and it felt worse. It felt, it felt, and, and it could have just been us. I'm not saying anybody ever treated us bad.
0: or felt
1: it. It just felt like all eyes were on us, especially after we had Chloe, especially when we started bringing her to church. It was just... Mm-hmm. And it didn't matter where we went. Even that we took her to our, our church, we took her to Maddie's church, we took her... We tried different churches and it just... Nothing felt right. And, and, it, and it felt wrong because... Well, in those churches, they were... They were all Catholic churches and they just, I I just felt a different feeling. I felt almost, I felt like they would have rather us just look like two friends Mm -hmm. than to be a family coming in. Yeah. Um, And then I started thinking about um, what this was going to look like later. You know, how are we going to baptize our daughter? Yeah. How are we going to... um, let her know about God with and, and and the church we want to go to is telling will be telling her that her family is wrong.
2: Yeah.
1: Or that her family is an abomination. Yeah.
0: That happened. And to I her. know that
1: happened to y'all. Yeah. And I remember thinking whenever it happened to y'all, and it was Chloe wasn't even on no, the radar. I was like that two happened. and a half. Um, I remember thinking. I would I will never put my daughter in a church that would do that to her.
2: Yeah.
1: And shortly after that or maybe before, no, shortly after that I think y'all started going to more. Mhm. And 2015 we 16 um went with y'all uh, several times and and we liked it. I mean, yeah. the people are one thing I wanted to say on this was that more church was the first time that I was able to feel comfortable in a church and not I never felt like everybody's eyes were looking at us mm-hmm. maybe the first day but I think it was just because They're we were excited new and they probably. were like hello everybody was so happy to see us we didn't even know them and they knew us like mm-hmm. because of y'all and it was just nice like to I remember walking out of there and thinking or talking to you and I was like that was way different and it was nice. And the only thing that was missing for us was, we grew up like in the Catholic Church and that Mm -hmm. setting and that, uh, like the rituals and the traditions, uh, the traditions Mm -hmm. and how it's supposed. You know, I know a lot of people don't like it, but the pray and sit down and get up and the responses and the that is something that I grew up with and that. I liked, yeah. I, especially after I learned it. Whenever I was in church, I wanted to do it. I couldn't wait to go to church after I learned those things mm-hmm. when I was younger because I was happy that I knew them and I was happy to be able to respond and like everybody else. And, yeah. And then, to go from that to not feeling wanted or not feeling comfortable, mm-hmm. um, I was like, I wish, I wish it was more like that because mm-hmm. that's what I'm comfortable with. And, um, so that's, I mean, I, I did want to mention that cause I never want anybody to feel, and I, they probably don't, you know, this is just more yeah. overthinking everything, but <laughs> they that, don't, that they love y'all. don't love the church and not super grateful for opening our eyes to a, a church that, that actually, um, treats their parishioners like everybody's exactly the same. Cause mm-hmm. we never had that before. I've never been in a church like yeah. that before. Um, we, um. We are, we have been kind of looking and we have found a church that we think that we are happy with and, and hopefully it, it keeps going in that direction. And, Mm -hmm. and, and I feel like it will, and it it is a lot more like what we're used to and what we're, what we're, um, comfortable with. Mm -hmm. And so.
0: Is it Episcopal?
1: It's Episcopal. Yeah. So It's very similar. Yeah. I mean, they even talk about Catholicism while we're Mm -hmm. there. I mean, the. Yeah. No. The responses are almost exactly the same. There's some things that are different.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And the biggest thing is like they are just so welcoming and loving. And uh I mean, yeah. I mean, like not that my church or any, you know, any other church that we've been to wasn't welcoming and loving. It's just you you have a feeling. And you you can't know it. it. You know it. Oh, I mean? you
0: feel it. You're you feel it in your spirit. That's how we felt. We tried to go to Catholic churches and it was like the whole time I felt like they were praying for us to not be gay or something. Like it just felt uncomfortable. Yeah. Where that's like what you said with Moore, you just felt like you finally were at home, like you were safe. You didn't have to go to the for club sure. to feel accepted. You finally got to go to a church and you felt accepted. Yeah. And that's how you feel. I sang at that church in a same-sex wedding, the one the Episcopal Church. It's so it's a really too. amazing. They're they're really nice people that ran the wedding and that run the whole thing.
1: Even the first time we actually were able to go, we decided to go there right before COVID started and then they closed it. But we kept talking with the Deacon and a couple Mm -hmm. of other people on on their page and like they added people to it and just kept corresponding with us just here and there. And then um, when we finally decided to go, I was looking at their website and I couldn't figure out from their website what times were correct because mm-hmm. they had so many times listed on their thing. And I was like, is this a time to go or is this a time that it's aired?
2: Yeah. You know? So,
1: and there was no numbers to call and I called the church number and it just went. Mm-hmm. So I just found, there was like a directory Yeah. and I just picked the first number and mm-hmm. I just said, I'm going to call and just hope, you know, Someone so answers. this guy answers and he's super nice. His name was, um, Cliff Craig. And he said, um, no, 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 you, I, you were, it's, you come, you know, this time we'll, we'll be there. And my wife is going to be the one officiating today. And, you know, like he was, I was like, okay, thank you so much. I just need to get information. And we walked in and when we walked in, his wife and two other people walked up to me and they said, are you Matthew? <laughs> and I was like, yes. And
0: that's so like, good. is this your husband?
1: And like, it was just so sweet. And they had us, they had people ready for us to sit next to and Aww. they showed us, you know, exactly what we'd be doing and give you know, it was just so freaking nice, like and um to feel loved. Yeah, it was just super nice. Like so I'm I'm, I'm excited. super glad that we're able to to have that and 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 I think that I mean it, hopefully it's gonna turn into a, a long yeah. term deal with us. So it's
0: a good place. I think that
1: um that's most most of my story. Yeah. I mean I think that that's the biggest, the biggest things that that I've been through with that. You know what I mean? Yeah,
0: I mean you hit almost every single thing. You did good.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: for I loved it. it? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. We've been going for about an hour and a half though. <laughs> okay. I was like the whole time I kept thinking, I hope Chloe's not out of school already, and he's gonna
1: no, not get No, he gets there. out of school in about thirty minutes. Okay, mm-hmm. good. No, it was it
0: was good. There's a lot of stuff I I feel didn't like I was talking know. Too much. No, you didn't. That's what a podcast is. When it's Madi, this is something we've talked about a lot. When it's Madi, because I'm married to her and I just have conversations with her all the time <laughs> and I talk a lot more. Um, I tend to talk over her, but it's because it's a habit just in my everyday life. So then when we're here, I'm like, oh, yeah, shut up, Leticia.
1: So it's <laughs> nice that you talked Hot. I was like, maybe I should be quiet and let her ask me a question.
0: No, you were. I, I kept looking at the card and like, okay, he's good. you were staying on track, so I didn't, I didn't have to do anything. I you made thinking. my job easy.
1: I wanted to look down, but I was like, should I look down? <laughs>
0: yeah, you did. You did good. Um, yeah. So I think that's good. I think that's a wrap. I'm Ooh. getting cold down here. It's freezing. It is getting cold. Yeah, it's cold. So thank you guys for listening. Thank you all for listening. Um, as always, have a great one Till next time. Bye. Bye. Hey, guys, thanks for listening.